0: And it's a good Saturday evening to all you sports junkies as Kevin Wolf, as promised, is back behind the microphone ready to chat with you about what's happening in the world of sports as we are just under 24 hours away from Super Bowl 56 kicking off in Englewood, California as the Cinderella story Out of the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals get ready to play as the home team against Sean McVay and the LA Rams. The Bengals will be in their black jerseys for the game, and the Rams will be sporting their all white jerseys as a road team in their own home venue for Super Bowl 56. And we've had two weeks to talk about the game, we've had two weeks to deal with the hype, we've had two weeks to analyze both teams, and we've had two weeks to get ourselves ready for a classic finish to what has been a good football season, a fantastic postseason, and an all-around great sport for the 2021-2022 year. And when you look at this game, you look at the unexpected from the Cincinnati Bengals. You look at a team that if you asked anybody, any diehard fan in Cincinnati, any media pundit, any newspaper journalist, any sports critic, or sports talk host for that matter, if you asked anybody, In September, if the Cincinnati Bengals would be playing in the Super Bowl or are even worthy of postseason or Super Bowl discussion, they would have told you, you need your head checked. You need to go have an examination. You need to make sure that everything's okay with your brain up there. They would have thought you were nuts. They would have thought you were crazy and they would have thought you needed help. Well, on February 13th, a Cincinnati Bengals team that two years ago was in last place. A Cincinnati Bengals team that has been to two Super Bowls prior and hasn't won either of them against an NFC West foe. They were there in 82. They played Montana and the Niners. They went back in 89. They played Montana and the Niners. They lost both games. Both games were close. The way this game will be close tomorrow night. I think we have the makings for what we had most of the postseason, and that's classic football. I think this game will be close. I think this game will live up to its expectations, and I think this game will go down as one of the better Super Bowls we've witnessed over the course of the last 56 that have aired on television. When you look at this game, you look at everything the Bengals have done. You look at what Joe Barrow's been able to instill offensively and the big plays he's been able to make with Jamar Chase and the big playability that they've had offensively with the likes of T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Yazuma, and the ground game of Joe Mixon, who has run the football and has done well and has been a hard-nosed running back throughout this season. They've had a lot of success this year, the Bengals, with the ground game, and they're going to need some success tomorrow to beat the Rams. You also look at the defense with Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, Eli Apple, who's a former New York football giant, Jesse Bates. The Bengals have all the pieces there, and they've all gelled nicely on both sides of the football. And they also have McPherson, the big leg of McPherson, who's made some clutch kicks throughout the season, but none more important than the postseason that has also gotten them to this point, the game-winning field goal. He did it against the Titans, and then he came back the next week and he did it in overtime against the Chiefs to position the Bengals for Super Bowl 56. The Bengals have been the feel-good story. The Bengals have been the proud underdog. I didn't think they were going to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and just think, With five seconds left in that first half, if Andy Reid kicked that field goal and went up 14, we wouldn't even be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals getting ready for Super Bowl 56 tomorrow and getting an opportunity to hoist up their first Lombardi trophy. We'd be talking about a third consecutive year that Patrick Mahomes was playing in the big game. Instead, Patrick Mahomes is on the golf course and the unexpected with the Cinderella story of the Cincinnati Bengals and a fan base who hasn't garnered a post season win for the first time in 31 years prior and hasn't ever gotten a Super Bowl title will have an opportunity by 10 o'clock tomorrow night to cherish all that and then some because it'll be maddening in Cincinnati if the Bengals win this game tomorrow night. And I personally think they're going to. I just like everything I've seen from them leading up to this game. And how could you not? The playability of Joe Burrow The clutch catches from the receiving core. Mixing doing what he needs to do with the ground game. The defense kicking it up in high gear when they need to to get the big stop or make the big play late or get the key turnover to either get them back in a game or, or the kicking leg of McPherson that's been clutch time and time again. All of that has worked nicely for the Bengals, and I anticipate it working nicely again when they play the L.A. Rams. Now, the Rams come into this game hungry. The Rams come into this game as a team that's looking to fend off the loss to New England and Brady in 2018 when they reached a Super Bowl and practically fell flat on their face with Jared Goff and a dismal offensive performance and a defense that tried to hang in there and do what they could but couldn't ultimately seal the deal. They put up a meager three points against the New England Patriots when they lost that Super Bowl back in the 2018 season. And you know that they're going to be needing points tomorrow from Matthew Stafford to win this game. We've also seen the big playability of Odell Beckham Jr. He made some key catches late against the 49ers to stamp their ticket and crown them NFC champs to play in this game, Super Bowl 56. You have the big playability of Tyler Higbee. You have Cooper Cup, who's made clutch catch after clutch catch time and time again in a big spot when the Rams needed him to. You have the the Vaughn Miller on defense. You have Aaron Donald on defense. You have some big key defensive playmakers that can definitely poise a threat and sack the Bengal quarterback who's been sacked 12 times already and Joe Barrow. I think both teams are evenly matched. I think the weakness for the Bengals is going to be their offensive line. If anything hurts them most in this game, It's going to be their offensive line. I think they can contain Stafford. I think they can contain the offense. I think they can keep Stafford to short passings and slant patterns. I think they'll be able to try to find ways of containing Beckham. And I think they'll be able to find ways of stopping the ground attack led by Cam Akers and Sonny Michelle, who's an ex-Patriot. I think for the Rams, it's going to be them having to produce on offense, and getting a lead early to have a shot to win this game. I think it's going to be easier for the Rams to win this game if they play with a lead throughout most of it than if they have to come from behind. So I think it's going to be the Rams having to work with a lead, and I think they're going to be forced to use the ground game a little bit more tomorrow night to try and have some success with getting points on the board. I think that The Bengals are going to be able to try and find ways to shut out Odell Beckham Jr., try and find ways to contend with Cooper Cup, try and find ways to slow Tyler Higby down. I think that the Bengals' defense is going to be able to have a game plan in place that's going to be able to stop the lethal offensive weapons that the Rams pose on, on the opposing defense. I think the success for the Rams is going to be the run game. And if the Rams can establish the run and then initiate their offense from within the run game, I think they can put some points up on the board. And with the Bengals, it's about their offensive line holding up. And if their offensive line can hold up, and if they can have Joe Burrow work out of the pocket, use some of his feet with the ground game, which we know he's good at doing, give the ball to Mixon, have Mixon get at least close to. 20 carries in the game, try and get him around the 100-yard mark where he always seems to excel week in and week out. If they can have him and if they can get some play out of Jamar Chase and if he can get some big catches and if the receivers can do what they can do, they're going to need Boyd to come through big. They're going to need the ground game of Mixon and Perrine to play well. They're going to need Higgins and Ozuma to make some big catches, along with Tyler Boyd. Overall, it's more about the defense being able to contain the Ram offense than it is about the Bengals offense having to compete with the Ram defense. I think, if anything, the offensive line will hurt the Bengals the most. If they lose this game, it'll be because the line couldn't protect the quarterback. And Burrow's been sacked 12 times already. Stafford's only been sacked five. Opposing defenses have been able to put the pressure on Burrow when they've needed to to make him uncomfortable and get him out of the pocket. The problem is he's a great scrambling quarterback. The problem is he always finds a way to get the ball out of his hand. He always finds a way to get the ball downfield. We are going to have a very, very, very close game here tomorrow night. Extremely close. And I think whoever has the ball last with about three minutes to go in the fourth quarter and is working the clock will ultimately win the football game. It's 50-50 as a toss-up. The Rams have 65% of the team returning who was in this spot when they played New England in the Super Bowl. So from a veteran standpoint, I give them a slight edge, just a slight edge. But every time you give a favorite a slight edge, the underdog tries to find a way to pull off a dramatic upset. I can't go against the Bengals. I just can't. I love everything about them. I like what I've heard from them the last two weeks. I like how gutsy Zach Taylor has been as the head coach of this team. I like how confident they are coming into this game. I love what the offense has done. I love the storyline of Joe Barrow in his full second year as quarterback getting to the biggest limelight of it all, the Super Bowl. I like what a lot of these guys who you thought were underachievers coming into this season have been able to do to get them to this point. The Bengals have been the pure... Cinderella story in the NFL, and they have been the fascinating storyline throughout the course of this postseason. And how could you not be rooting for a fan base to get their first ever Lombardi trophy? How could you not be rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow night? Will I be upset if they lose? No. Because I think the Rams are an excellent football team. And I think the Rams are well coached, although McVay didn't show that two weeks ago against the 49ers in what was a horrible display of coaching in all phases of the game. Garoppolo lost the 49ers that game with eight possessions at the end that he couldn't complete for passes to get the 49ers a championship victory. If Garoppolo made a few big plays and completions late, The 49ers and Kyle Shanahan would have been ready to play tomorrow night, and the Rams wouldn't have had to worry about another game this year. They would have been out and packing their lockers. But the Rams won. They made some key plays late offensively. They did what they had to do to get the W, and they move on now. And both head coaches are friends with one another. Both head coaches know each other well. Can you imagine 36-year-old Sean McVay going up against 38-year-old Zach Taylor? the youngest head coaching matchup ever in Super Bowl history. And they will play one another for the biggest trophy in all of sports, the Lombardi Trophy. I like the Bengals tomorrow night, folks. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. 27-20 Cincinnati. 27-20 Bengals over the Rams in a one-score game. And I think it's going to go right down to the wire. Again, if the Rams win, I will not be surprised. Not at all. If the Bengals lose, I won't be shocked. The Rams are a very good football team. But I just think you get to this point riding that magical wave, and I just think that wave is going to ride for 60 more minutes and bring home a championship to the city of Cincinnati. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to my analysis and my pick for Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Englewood, California. I will be back with you in a few days behind the microphone as we will discuss the embarrassment of Major League Baseball with this pathetic lockout that now looks like it's going to really intrude on spring training and We'll discuss that. We'll get into the NBA a little bit as they're getting close to their all-star break and positioning themselves for the final sprint of the NBA season. College basketball is going to be coming to a close soon. You'll have all your big college championship tournaments, conference tournaments, and then you'll get ready for the big NCAA March Madness tournament right after that, one of the best outside of the NFL postseason, the second-best tournament of the year by far, and hopefully pretty soon we'll have some baseball to talk about, analyze, and discuss as we get ready to see what the Mets can do with new manager Buck Showalter with the one-two punch in the pitching rotation of Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. How elite will the Yankees be this season? Will they make a big splash before the season starts and add another bat? To the lineup will they get some more bullpen help will they get another pitching fixture in their rotation we'll have a lot to talk about over the next few months and this will be your one-stop shop to discuss sports with me on a regular basis the sports buzz will be launching soon we'll be up and running I look forward to it I'm excited about it we'll also be doing a few shows live on Clubhouse. Which is an application through Android and iOS where we'll open up the app, we'll take some of your questions, thoughts, or feelings about what's happening in the world of sports. I'll be able to talk directly with you, listeners, about anything concerning. Whatever's on your mind, it don't only have to be local, it could be national. You can also send me an email at sportsbuzzshow1 at gmail.com. That's sportsbuzzshow, the number one at gmail.com, and I will answer anything. Whether it's about this podcast, whether it's about anything happening in the world of sports, whatever you want to discuss with me, I'm open to communication. You can feel free to email me, and I will let everybody know ahead of time through social media when we'll set up Clubhouse and it'll be another option we can do on occasion to do a live sports show with you, chat with you about the world of sports and have you chime in on the program with your thoughts, feelings and opinions. I hope everybody's enjoying their weekend and I hope you all Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday as you all gather. You all get ready to eat your favorite meal, whether if it's a pizza, whether if it's chicken wings, whether if it's nachos or chips or whatever you like to eat when you watch the game. Enjoy it. And will it be the last game we see Al Michaels do with Chris Collinsworth on NBC? Will Al Michaels be doing his last game as a play-by-play commentator for NBC Sports tomorrow. That will be intriguing in itself. There are rumors, there are murmurs out there that he could be heading over to Amazon. There are rumors he could be teaming up with Troy Aikman. And don't forget, there's another key integral piece to this puzzle, Waiting in the Wings and that's Sean Payton. There is very high probability that Sean Payton could be doing some broadcasting in the coming season for the NFL. A lot of these coaches, we've seen Bruce Arians do it with CBS. They step away from the game for a little bit. They watch the entire league. They pay attention to everything going on in the league with every specific team that they can. They try to stay zoned in as much as possible. And when the time is right, they put their name out there. They sign the contract and they put the headset back on and they coach again. And Sean Payton will coach again. If he gets into broadcasting, it'll be short-lived. But I think you'll see Sean Payton as a broadcaster next year and you could possibly see Al Michaels doing his last game for NBC Sports in Super Bowl 56. Enjoy your Super Bowl, everybody. Have a great rest of your weekend. I will see you soon behind this RE20 microphone, talking sports, passionate sports talk for the hardcore fan, and I will leave you with a little treat a song that I played back in the day when I was on air at 91.9 WNTI-FM when I hosted this very program. And I will uh, bid you a farewell with one of my favorite songs by the Good Rats called Football Madness. And this to me sums up the entire 2021 NFL season and the whole 2022 postseason. Enjoy Football Madness by the Good Rats. Kevin the Mayor Wolf. Adios. Until next time.
1: Give me a heart attack, bumbling every boy. It's New England fans, they all got real guts Like clockwork, Sunday, the team got them nuts The Tigers are huge, they're Tennessee proud They're country and western, but they run the crowd Miami's a place where the darkness can roll When players get lonely, a fan takes them home Hey 49 fans, a hey fans of the Bills You will live for your Sunday and Monday night thrills The jet fans, they holler, makes make so much noise when they win